Good morning and welcome to Room 6 BCDAEIOUWTF.4. Our first panel today will be the continuation. Alrighty, so I am here with, uh, well, the guest we just had on The Gathering, uh, nice. Aries. How are you doing, Aries? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing well. Handshake. <laughs> yeah. Great for a podcast. And uh, we are here at the Skybound Games booth. How's AX going for you? Oh, AX has been really, really fun. There's been a lot of cosplayers coming by, yeah. a lot of people playing the games. It's fun to see everybody come through and like put an anime spin on some of our new stuff, like Pitchstorm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, so Skybound has Super Fight, Red Flags, and then also Grim Forest. Yep. And right now, Pitchstorm, which is on Kickstarter at ATM. At yeah, at this moment. Yeah, like yeah. it. We're both so, so lazy. Bad, 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 bad. We're so vocally lazy. And uh, so, okay, so what's going on? What, what's, Grim, what's Grim Forest? We have... So, Grim Forest is our first, like, real board game. It's a resource management game where you're racing to build houses. Uh, you huh. got to build three houses. You play as the nieces and nephews of the little pig. And because it's a uh, racing game, you actually spend most of the game trying to figure out what your opponents are trying to do and mess them up, slowing them down so you can complete all of your houses first. Nice. And I have one of the miniatures in my hand right now. It's a dragon. It is so cool. We're going to have some pictures on the, uh, on the website in the article, too, of, like, these miniatures are awesome. So, first board game. This is actually, okay, y'all have a lot of pieces. This is pretty ambitious. So, yeah. well, how come y'all went so, I guess that's a really terrible question. That's why go so ambitious? Because you should. Because, yeah. <laughs> but, like, so um, how, did this, how did this idea come up? Like, uh, and who's the creator of it? Well, actually, Druid City is the people who actually created the game. It's uh, designed by a man named Tim Eisner, and the art is all done by the Cuttington team. Nice. Uh, we acquired the game, actually, when we saw it on Kickstarter. So Ooh. we saw how amazing it was. We love the art. We love the minis. We love the concept. Okay. We, so we talked to James, who is the uh, owner of Druid City, and we partnered with him, and now we absorbed them, and we're doing the production for it. Hell yeah. So are you working on this at all? Uh, I would love to work on Grim Force. <laughs> Hopefully they come to me, and they ask me what I would think for any expansions as they go on, but yeah. that's a little farther into the future, since this game did just come out in February. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, okay, so Red Flags. You, you got to help out on Red Flags. You got to yes. write, write some of the cards and stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep. I, I love Red Flags. We play it constantly on the gathering and soon we'll be playing pitch storm like even more so and uh both both fan phenomenal games you haven't listened to the gathering where aries and ben and lizzie were uh we got to play test it at uh skybound and i totally geeked out uh <laughs> and um so red flags like um how did you kind of uh what what got you so into red flags i guess for so, you so the thing i really liked about red flags i mean First of all, the story behind Red Flags is that we were trying, that people were trying to date the heroes in uh, Super Fight. Yeah. So when uh, Red Flags came about, I really latched on to it since it was a lot easier for people to pick up. They didn't yeah. have to come up with a story as to why they would win. Yeah. And as I brought it around and like showed it to other people, they would just jump in. I'd bring it out to like parties where I didn't know anybody. All of a sudden, <laughs> everybody's playing, learning so much about each other that they probably wouldn't have learned for like maybe another three months, yeah. if at all. I feel like there needs to be like a red flag where it's just all blank and it's just IRL red flags and it's just like you on a date and be like, all right, what's your, what's your red flag? I mean, you could always buy the blank ones and just write it down on yourself that, and use that as an introduction game. That is true. Yeah. And you can just you can decide if you want to be with them or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I've always I've always tooled around with that concept. I was like, all right, here's a bunch of blank cards. Write the thing that you most like about yourself and the thing that you hate about yourself as a red card. Everybody shuffles that in and we'll make random dates out of that. Yeah. I mean, do you like games like uh, I mean for you i guess because board game and tabletops have changed so much with card against humanity was being like this huge impact on yeah literally everything i mean do you kind of like that jump just going from like something simple like here's my funny card oh i guess apple to apples was around for yeah. a while too yeah but like 
we've gone so far from like that to Cards Against Humanity and having you know Daniel Radcliffe's you know big big giant dick on the card. <laughs> uh, apparently he signs them for free. That's oh, what yeah. I've heard. Yeah, Does he I really? think that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like the weirdest trivia ever. I've gotta get one of those cards. I would do that too though. If I was somebody and had a, like a Cards Against Humanity card, yeah, that'd be amazing. And my mine, mine should be if I'm ever famous, it should be like the opposite. Like Tyler's really really tiny dick. I'm like hell yes it is. And I'll just put like a like a little dot like there it is. That, okay, that's me. Uh, that's me. And, uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, kind of like the jump from me just being like, oh, I'm letting the cards being funny. Now it's with Red Flags and Super Fight. It's more like, oh, no, I have to sell this and I have to be funny. It's not on the card. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what do you kind of feel about, I guess, that whole jump and like just tabletops? And I mean, I, I don't really know what my question is. I really is, like honest. it. I mean, if you're playing a tabletop game, though, the thing that you like about it is the community around you. Because yeah. nowadays you can play multiplayer games online. And if you want, you can do a voice attachment and like listen to other people play. But having your friends around and like really getting into it, especially yeah. if you like know details about your life and like why that thing would matter it makes the game just so much more fun exactly yeah and i get to learn like which of my friends are not creative or you know can yeah. come up with sentences usually it's me unfortunately <laughs> but hey you know what i tried uh <laughs> and like you know when, you, when you're coming up with these expansions and stuff like that like what do you kind of consider or what do you put in as considerations when you're making expansions to, like well, when, keep it when they're all making expansions what we usually try to do is we try to figure out what kind of red flags and what kind of um and good attributes would fit like something more gender neutral and yeah. applies to everything. That's actually the biggest challenge of writing any red flags cards yep. is you don't really want it to only apply to a single type of person. Yeah. So getting it out there, like trying to fit them into categories is a real challenge. Yeah. If you take a look at the fairy tale red flags, like all the in-jokes in there are really, really well done and well crafted where it's like you, you never run into a moment where it's like, oh, this is going to be just a princess or something. Even yeah. in the nerdy red flags, it's like princess slash prince of Asgard. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, so what, what kind of games do you like to play mostly, though? I... Let's see. <laughs> I really love TCGs. I've always been yeah. a fan of TCG ever since I was a young kid and I was playing Pokemon TCG. But recently, playing with a lot of other people, I really love those um, cooperative board games with okay. a trader mechanic. Cause like what? Like Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of co-op games. I love being competitive. But when I get to be super secret about it, that makes yeah. it just so much more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th there's another game that's out. I think it's from IDW. It's um, the uh, with the Japanese towns and like the forest, and you have like the farming and stuff like that. Why am I figuring what it's called? Uh, oh man, is it the is it the card placement game where you got to have them overlap? No, man. It's like it's like with farming, and you basically have like different. Like, it's like there's like currency, and then there's like stock. Oh man. Eh, I'll, edit, I'll edit this out. All right. We'll keep going. All we'll right, keep all going. right, all right. Um, I mean, I just remember like growing up, like mystery games were like the biggest one. Clue, Guess Who, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and just the things you find at Kmart yeah. or Target. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. Sorry, like why did I why did I buy this? Not Sorry. What, <laughs> what was the like Mousetrap? Mousetrap. Mousetrap was like the biggest mystery because like why would I want to build this thing like every single time? And then you're always missing one piece. Yeah, and, but like, I mean, you always want to build it at least once because you want to see the mousetrap go exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, you're always missing one piece, but it's never the same piece every yeah. single time. Like this wasn't missing last time. Why am I missing this other one? How did I lose the cage? It's like the biggest pieces yeah, in the right? game. I know, right? You're like, <laughs> what the hell's happening? Mom! Um, no, like, it's, it's just, and I like how simple things are going. And even, like, with Grim Forest, like we were saying, like, we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different miniatures and a lot of different, you know, 
little standees and stuff like that that's there, but the thing is, it's still simple, and you yeah. can still build it and just kind of make a game out of it. Yeah, it's interesting the, the way that uh, board games are evolving, because you have your old Euro games, like you yeah. have your Panzer game, which is incredibly complicated. Yeah. You have your old war games. Like, I used, I grew up on uh, Go and Risk and stuff like uh, that. Risk. Where it's just oh, like, Jesus. all right, we're going to spend hours like looking at the map and rolling some dice. And you still have your complicated games, but as yeah. it becomes... Uh, more and more people playing you want to kind of simplify the rules but yeah. at the same time still make it challenging which is another thing I really really love about Grim Forest Yeah, because easy to pick up and play but as soon as you start learning what cards do how many cards are kind of in the de- uh, in the in the deck yeah. and what kind of strategies will unfold then you can get really into like alright this is what I gotta do if this person goes for this kind of stuff then this is gonna be my answers for it if I get those cards yeah like that's the whole thing I, I guess with uh, like what you were saying with risk like one of the we have risk. We have, I guess, you know, mousetrap. There are a lot of games where it's just fucking tough to kind of just get through and build yeah. and just get get used to it. I feel like, and what you were kind of saying, like simplifying games. I feel like games are not. I don't. I don't want to say simplified. I just feel like we've kind of just finally created a way where it's like you can just make a game and like they're constantly coming out now where yeah. like before it was just the same games over and over again like maybe like one every three years would pop up a reskin of monopoly a right? reskin of clue yeah exactly or it's you know it's like or like apples to apples you know came out and then like a decade later or like maybe even longer then you finally have cards against humanity and yeah. then like now it's like every single weekend there's a new like if you go to Target or Barnes Noble there's a new board game which Kick- is amazing. Yeah, or like Kickstarter there's like 5 or 6 games on like at a time. Yeah. And I feel like board game tabletop games have kind of has evolved. Yep. But I don't want to say like I mean how would you describe it? I don't think they're simpler. I just feel like they're being more I think um, it, it it's a, it's a similar thing with like um, video games as you become uh, more in tune with the, like, the the people playing, it yeah. becomes easier on how you can communicate those rules to other people. Also, stuff becomes like ingrained into you. Like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna draw a hand of cards. Is there a card limit? Do I have to like hold them in my hand and put yeah. them on the table? And as you play more and more games, those things just become part of you. Yeah. And if the, and sometimes you just have to have a rule that explicitly makes you do something that you're not used to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, kind of have that twist moment. Too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And so, like, as, as you continuously make games or you continuously play games, all those things just start stacking on, and you can, like, make derivatives of those things yeah. and, like, just see different iterations, which essentially is what happened with our games. As, as we get, like, we know more things like Settlers of Catan. You're getting resources. You're competing oh, yes, for these right. things. Yeah, Settlers. Or, again, like, Apples to Apples, and then evolving, evolving into Red Flags or Super Fight. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, where do you kind of see, like, board game tabletop games kind of going towards now? Uh, well... The thing that I like about board games and tabletop games is, like, this return to form as far as, like, a social setting kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you had the old games where it's like, oh, we have this, like, tower in the middle that will, like, play stuff and is kind of a quasi-video game. Whereas now we're going back to, all right, what's something that will make people come over to your house and play so that you can actually be there with these people? Yeah. So yeah, that's why, absolutely. like, a lot of things like party games are getting real popular again yeah. and things like Secret Hitler where you have to be there to play. Yeah. Like, or, yes, or uh, the Werewolf game, or uh, now even Jackbox games are coming back. Yeah. And those are phenomenal. Oh, Jackbox is amazing. For, yeah. Like, I think that's an amazing step in board games where it's still a video game, but everyone can participate yeah. on their phone. Yeah, and, like, uh, we played on a stream, and it's amazing. Like, we were playing with people in Texas. We were playing with people. Uh, one person said they were in North Carolina. It was yeah. crazy. Like, they were just joining us on uh, on our stream on Twitch. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I mean, we have Super Fight on Twitch, too, where if you're yeah. playing it on Twitch, then everybody who's watching your stream can vote with hashtags to see to say who they think would win. Absolutely. Like, And uh, I don't know if this has already come out yet, but, like, on Tuesday, uh, 
on Tuesday the 10th, we're actually playing uh, Pitstorm. I oh, guess we'll, nice. talk, we'll talk about Pitstorm. And you guys are going to share it, too, but we're doing our Takeover Tuesday over at Tabletop, tabletop Takeovers. And uh, you guys are going to share it and everything. We're going to be playing the game, and yep. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. So Pitstorm, we already talked about it in The Gathering. Let's talk a little bit more about it. All uh, right. Now that I'm, like, way less nervous than <laughs> I'm in my Comic-Con, like, like, like headspace. Um, so, I mean, how's it going with that? I mean, obviously the Kickstarter is way farther down the line. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling about, like, I guess... I'm super excited for Pitchstorm yeah. to, like, fully come out. Like, bringing it out to the shows and having people play just makes me even more and more excited as I hear more <laughs> and more things. Like I said, like, having it out here, all of a sudden I'm seeing, like, angles from anime. Yeah. And, like, people, yeah. like, bringing in all these other tropes that you're not necessarily used to in, yeah. in Western culture kind of things. So... As it reaches more and more people, as people like have ideas of like, oh, I really wish you could do like an anime expansion or just like a foreign film expansion. I'm excited to see like what we can pull out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we played on the gathering. It's a lot. It is so 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 much fun. Is it kind of re- relieving? Relieving? I can't talk. Is it kind of relieving? Uh, not having it be so debatable, where it's like where it is something different from Super Fight and Red Flags. Is it kind of nice to have that aspect? I mean, I think the nicest aspect of it is just people being able to like come up with a story on the yeah. spot. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of debating, and like throwing in the note cards and just like seeing people like try to do a, a 360 or a 180 <laughs> on the, on their thing is just really fun. Yeah. And like in a in a situation where like Red, red Flags, where you're like, oh, we're gonna present you with the most uncomfortable thing yeah. or super fight where you have to fight this one is on that part where you can just be yourself yeah and come up with like the movie that's been in your head or, or in your heart for the longest time and that's the perfect thing with pitchstorm it's like we're all or a majority of people who are gonna be playing are gonna be of the geek crowd yep. and a lot of us are creative and a lot of us uh have opinions on the dceu or marvel films and stuff like that and maybe and we, we just want to talk about our fan fiction exactly <laughs> or just like where horror is going to i mean we all talk about i mean i have so many so many like stories and like I'm like this is what I would do in a sequel. I'm like there's so many things I would do and talk about. And now I finally have a game to actually do it and play yeah. with my friends. And it is uh, again I, I can't say it enough. Pitchstorm uh, right now on Kickstarter is over on the 13th. Yes, I believe that's so true. awesome. So do it now. Hopefully this will be out. And this will be out in time. Um, but yeah. Uh, what, what, so what else is going on with you? Anything else before I let you go? Uh, I mean, nothing is going on personally with me. I've got San Diego coming up. I've got Gen Con coming up. So it's all about doing all of the conventions and getting ready for all of that. <laughs> you mind if I ask you a question, Tyler? Let's do this. All right. So if you could direct any sequel, what would it be? Okay. Um, oh, man. Okay, that, that's a loaded question because if anybody listens to our podcast now, I love to talk. So uh, that, that's going to be a two-parter. Okay. But there's going to be two answers for that one. So, because I love the first three movies, yeah, that's right, I said I love the first three movies, not just the first one. Um, I've always wanted to make a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel. Oh, really? Because I feel like I have an amazing sequel that would actually completely undo the last two. Oh. Because I think they're just so bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I came up with this amazing idea a while back of, uh, of essentially having Davy Jones and, like, basically having another guy who is cursed by Calypso and it's just lived over and over and over again and, like, has and survives off of the, um, the, uh, the Fountain of Youth. Oh, and man. over and over again, his whole thing is he has a curse that he has to find Calypso and he has to rejuvenate and basically become young every single time oh, and living forever, and, and he hates it. And he's, well, sorry, and the curse is that he has to kill Davy Jones okay. to be with Calypso. And so he's always looking for Davy Jones and everything. Now he finds out that Davy Jones, he basically comes along, finds either, I forgot, like, I have the whole thing written down. I can't remember at the moment, but 
very, very. We haven't slept a lot this weekend, <laughs> but uh, I, I believe he does. No, he finds um, he finds Jack Sparrow, and Jack's like, "No, Davy's dead." Uh-huh. The Flying Dutchman is run by Will Turner. Ooh. And so, anyways, this character basically goes after Will Turner. Oh snap! Pissed off. Basically, he's just pissed. He because he finds out, oh, Calypso's gone, and also Davy Jones is dead, and so he just goes fucking crazy. Wait, so is he still cursed? He's still cursed. Oh snap! Because he never killed Davy Jones. Oh shit! So he's stuck. So basically, his whole thing is he's basically just just nerd raging, not really nerd, but he's just raging, hulking yeah. out. He's like he's so the the entirety of the movie is basically Jack Sparrow is trying to find Will to warn him about this guy who's just and now this guy is just going around killing every single pirate, any single ship that's around, and he's just destroying everybody oh, in his snap. path to kill Will Turner because he's just so mad. And he's like, I'm gonna kill the man who killed the person that uh, that would have gave him my freedom. So essentially, that was that. That's the story. Um, I guess my shorter version. I'm really bad at pitches. I just keep talking. <laughs> this is why I never will make in Hollywood. And so another another movie that I would like to make a sequel or even a remake for. Um, I would I would love to make a sequel to uh, Batman vs Superman or oh, like okay or the Superman sequel. Unless George Miller actually says yes, then I would love I'd rather him do it. I would love to make a super a Superman movie as to why I love Superman. I love the fact that he is his own villain. And, like, they don't explore that a lot. They actually kind of explored it in Superman Returns. But I want it to be just him and Lex talking and just really, really, really battling himself but also having a couple fights where it's not just him, just, like, Superman Returns. It's a little bit better. That's it. All right. So that's my my shorter shorter answer. (laughs) All right. I can talk forever. I mean, (laughs) I mean... Personally, I'm really excited about a lot of ship-to-ship battles in your your uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, sequel. So that sounds really, really cool. Sweet. Yeah. Though, like a super mature, just Lex Luthor and uh, yeah. Lex Luthor and Superman talking, maybe like a kind of Tarantino-esque kind of dialogue between them. I would, no, I just, I would just want, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the very, very, very small, like, minority. I like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Oh. And, and I wanted, I would just like to make the movie... Where it's showing, and we got to see it in Justice League, I guess, spoiler alert, of him on the boat. He's kind of just chill uh-huh. and finally becoming, like, I don't need to be hyper and weird. I would like just to have a whole movie of him just kind of learning how effective he can be to a god. Yeah. And just by the, and by the end of the oh, movie, oh, he is just Luther like, you know what? so cool. I would just like him to have this ego and this, is com- and this comic book Joker, or uh, Lex Luthor. That's all. That's it. So, yeah. Anyway. I guess uh, that's it. Awesome. Thanks again, Aries, man. No You're problem. awesome. Yeah, that's right. We pounded it. And uh, already, any other information on Pitchstorm? Uh, just go ahead. Please back it. If you get the uh, full package, you're going to get some Kickstarter exclusive decks. So you please go. check that out. Absolutely. Till the 13th, you guys. Pitchstorm. And uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. Check out our website, thegrangygathering.com. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes and any other podcast app. And you can now find our shows on their own separate channels as well and all those as well. And don't forget to check out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we stream on Twitch. Currently Kingdom Hearts once AX is done and everything else is done. And uh, come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And uh, GGG. GGG. Yeah, yeah. Woo!